Holy Spirit, just pray you'd speak to us. Father, I seek to connect the events of the last few days, Father, with the message that you want me to share. Holy Spirit, I pray you'd speak to each and every person in this auditorium today and those who will listen on the airwaves and on television. God, that they'd hear the voice of heaven, Lord, thundering in their hearts the message of the hour to your church. We ask in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Changing gear for a moment. There's a pastor doing a fast. I wish it had been me. There's a knock at the door, and there's a woman from his church with his favorite cake. She presents it to him and says, the Lord has sent me. And he said, I believe he has. So he grabbed the cake, and that was the end of his fast. So um, when you fast, you've got to believe uh, you know, that cream donut is going to turn up somewhere, or your favorite food is going to arise somewhere. But Jesus provided a pattern of how we're to live our normal Christian life. Can everyone just say normal Christian life? Yeah. And that is in Matthew 6, verse 2, when you give, that's normal. When you pray, that's normal. When you fast, that's normal. The three duties of normal Christian life, giving, praying, and fasting. So what I'm saying today, what I believe Jesus is saying to us today, hey, this call to fasting is not some exception like, wow, gosh, they're into fasting, man, do you believe it? <laughs> no, no, it's not that at all, friends. This is just, uh, just, this is just the norm. This is what Christians do. Do you know that Hindus and Buddhists have holy days and they fast the whole day? My mum was Hindu before she got saved. She would fast one day a week. And it's interesting, eh, that, that there's that sort of commitment to that kind of thing. And uh, a major pillar of Islam is they must fast 30 days in a row in the month of Ramadan, sun up to sundown. Every year, 30 days in a row. And it has been suggested that that is the reason that the Muslim religion is growing astronomically across the globe. And why the, that, that, Greek, uh, that religious faith are so zealous for their faith. And they're putting it back to fasting, which actually, our Bible, it's actually our domain. And the church has to get this back, friends, so that we can have this, that kind of zeal and uh, that kind of passion for the faith that is the only true faith. Matthew 17, 20 to 21, this kind does not go out but by prayer and fasting. Some victories only prayer and fasting will release. And that's a message we're trying to get through that, you know, some things you may have prayed for weeks, months, years, but there's no result. Sometimes this is the key to get the breakthrough that you want. In Matthew, in Mark 4, verse 8 and 20, it talks about, you know the story about 30-fold fruit, 60-fold fruit, 100-fold fruit. Well, it suggested this, that when you give, you step into 30-fold fruit. Great. When you give and pray, you get into 60-fold fruit. But when you pray, give, and fast, you step into the 100-fold fruit. How many of you want 100-fold fruit? Is there any, any takers for that? Hey, let's go after this, friends. It's all offered to us uh, through the Scriptures. So the call to fasting is a, is a wonderful thing. You should be thanking me. Every one of you, as you go out the doors, Pastor, thank you so much 
Because it means God is wanting to do extraordinary things in your life. Tell the person next to you, God wants to do extraordinary things in your life. Go on, tell them nice and loud. They'll love to hear it. Yeah. Extraordinary things. And prayer and fasting will release them. See, fasting is considered the most potent power in the universe. They reckon it's more powerful than the atomic bomb that wiped out Hiroshima. They said a person who knows how to fast can release the atomic spiritual power. The thing with the atomic bomb, it's only available to a few people who can push the trigger, push the button, and away it goes. But with the atomic spiritual power, the most potent force in the world, it's available to every born-again believer. It's available to you. The greatest power in the universe is available to you. Can you believe it? It's absolutely extraordinary, isn't it? That God would dare to put that level of power into our hands. And we just need to use it and deal with it uh, according to the scriptures. So this is really is the message of the hour for the lukewarm, sleepy church. You're going to find this message going to come out all over the place, around and around. Now, there's a big difference between prayer alone and prayer combined with fasting. See, a lot of people know prayer. Well, some don't know that, but a lot of people who do. But what people haven't realized is when you add fasting to prayer, it's almost like it multiplies the power of your prayer a hundredfold. It's just a massive increase in power. And that's why Jesus, 40-day fast, Moses, you know, you know, Daniel, it just goes on and on. Jesus, Paul, and uh, the apostles, and many of the great reformers all got into prayer and fasting. So this is day three of 21 days of prayer and fasting for your breakthrough and for New Zealand. And in the first service, we had communion. That wafer tasted so good. I had to hold it in my mouth for as long as I could. Got all the succulent strength that every ounce that I could squeeze out of that, that wafer. Oh, felt so good. But would you believe? Got to the city church. This today, we're up two floors, normally on ground floor. And the lifts and the escalators are not walking. I'm trudging up these stairs. And I'm thinking, my God, of all the days. You know, and I, I, I struggled, to, honestly, to get to the top of the second flight of stairs, but I, I did actually get there in the end. And, uh, but uh, hey, when you're fasting, everything's against you. you know, the enemy will try and stop you one way or another. But would you believe this? This is going to shock you to the core. Well, I hope it does. Do you know that our soul fruit reading for today, if heaven was shouting at us, what do you reckon it would be about? It's about fasting. Can you believe that? It's like heaven is saying, Church Unlimited, are you hearing me? Yeah. No, you're not. So here it is again. This is not from me, friend. Only, think about it. Only heaven could orchestrate that the very time of our fasting, it's in our soul food readings. Yeah. Do you know what that tells me? There is extraordinary blessing on the way for those who engage in the season of prayer and fasting. It's a wonderful season. It's a wonderful call of the Spirit to us. And um, this message confirms the call. If you're not yet fasted, uh, join us. Start tomorrow if you want to. But one thing that I'm really looking forward to in Church Unlimited over the coming few weeks, walking through those doors is going to be a lot of skinny people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been thinking this through. I'm, I'm sort of kind of thinking, we're going to be able to seat two people per chair. 
So we can double our, our, our congregation size. It's going to avoid a, a third, going to a fourth service. Musician singers be happy about that. So Church Unlimited Skinny. New name, new name, the Skinny Church. Anyone who wants to lose weight, go to Church Unlimited. It will fill this place up, all right? Initially, they'll need a whole seat to themselves, but in time, we just give them half a seat. When Israel was in all kinds of devastation, Israel's a church. The way out and into blessing was Joel 2, 15 and 16. Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast. Like Israel, many of us need breakthrough. New Zealand needs God to intervene. Is there an amen on that? Amen. Events like Christchurch confirm that we need God to arise. And he arises when the church steps into prayer and fasting. I've been thinking about this. Society has actually been masterminded by Satan. He's, he's so cunning. He is so clever. And everything he does is to weaken the church and to weaken you. So what he's done over the last few decades, there's almost like a shout from the powers of darkness. Wherever you drive, wherever you go, it says, eat, 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 McDonald's, Burger King, chicken curry, whatever it is. It's, it's, it's every, and so now food has become like a, a major, it's like our lives revolve around food. Is that not true? So while the devil is shouting, eat, 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 God is shouting, fast, fast, fast. He really is. And I reckon the enemy has masterminded this to make fasting seem like the impossible call. You know, some people look at me and they talk to me, they're like, hey, you just talked about fasting, like, are you... You're saying we skip a whole meal. <laughs> You're joking, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Like, you, re- you expect me to go without a, a meal? I'm like, really? And I could just tell there's no way on the planet they're going to consider that. It's, not, it's just considered like two out there. Man, the enemy has been so subtle and so clever to weaken the church. And that's why the church overall in the West is quite weak. Sad to say. Okay. So one writer says, you know, fasting will accelerate your spiritual progress. One writer says, 21-day fast will accelerate you 21 years spiritually. Well, I don't know if that's, I don't know how you work that out, but I will tell you this, it will accelerate your spiritual growth. You would make years of progress in 21 days. It really is worth it, friends, and worth doing. Our stomach troubles began in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit and ate themselves out of the blessing and the favor and the presence of God. So fasting has huge health benefits. So I'm looking forward to my digestive system having a break. And some of you need to give your digestive system a break. It's been overworking. (laughs) Just a thought. So I expect improved health. I really do. And society is recognizing the incredible benefits of fasting. Dr. Michael Mosley wrote a book, The Fast 800, non-Christian, I understand. The Fast 800. He produced a BBC science program called Eat Fast, Live Longer. The biggest medical event ever on the subject of fasting was sponsored by the University of Southern California who held a World Symposium on Fasting last November. The world has recognized the phenomenal benefits of fasting. My doctor said to me recently, fasting, man, you need to do, you know, fasting will improve your health. 
was talking to someone else this morning. They said, oh, my doctor said the same to me last week or two weeks ago. Fasting will improve your health. And there's a, another doctor who reckons he did massively extensive research on all ailments, sicknesses, and diseases. And he came to the conclusion. He said, without equal, without rival, the most powerful healing agent he knows is fasting. Wow. Give it a go, folks. If not for our nation, for your own health. And see what God will do. You know, it will sort out a lot of allergies and cholesterol and heart disease or help with these things, but also break addictions. There was a man who was a heavy smoker, and he just, he just thought it was impossible to give up. So he went on a fast, and on the third day of a no-food no fast, he said all desire for smoking was gone. He was set free never to smoke again in Jesus' name. Now, you think about it. That man could have suffered for the next 30 years or longer, condemned, feeling terrible, damaging his health. In three days, done. This is the power of fasting, friends. See, the books I've read say, why, why suffer for the next 20 years when 21 days can sort it out? It's a good thought, isn't it? So just think about it. Consider it anyway. Um, but having said all this, fasting must be a free will offering of the heart. Hey, I'm not telling you to fast. I'm just preaching the scriptures, all right? It's got to be, not, can't be done out of guilt or fear or pressure or anything else like that. that will, that's just religion, it's legalism, it's dead. We're not into that here, but we will preach the truth and we will preach it with passion. Is that all right? Yeah. I'm doing you a favor. I really am. So the devil hates it when you fast. So you need to diligently pray for protection. You really do. I mean, this, this is war. We've declared war as a church on the devil. And we need to pray for protection of our family, ourselves, our church. You know, everyone in our congregation, pray for God's protection. Do you know that we've, we've, some stuff has already started to happen that we think, man, the enemy is, he is so, the, I'll tell you this, the devil is so angry that we're fasting. He is mad to the core. And he's thinking, how can I stop this? However, great is he that's in us and he that's in the world. He will not stop us. We will push through. So when you fast, everything slows down. The days are longer. <laughs> the nights are longer because you sometimes wake up in the night feeling hungry and, and that kind of thing. So the, 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 the cost of fasting is real. There's, there's no question about that. It, it is very real in our lives. But fasting is an in-the-face, in-your-face extreme statement to the devil. This is what you're saying when you fast. You ready for this? Devil, you have messed with me and my family and my circumstances long enough. So I declare war. And I'm going after you now in Jesus' name. Enough is enough. An end to your hassling of me and my family. It's an in-your-face declaration of war to the devil in Jesus' name. And man, it shakes him in his boots for sure. So hey, I'm your fasting coach, and uh, you can do this. I'm telling you, you can do this. Let me give you some really good news. The body, when you fast, goes into ketosis. Everyone say ketosis. Say it louder, ketosis. You know what ketosis is? When your body goes into ketosis, it, it's a breakdown of fat cells. 
You may have one or two. The reason you get hungry is your fat cells are dying. They are dying by the minutes. So I'm fat cells are just falling off me, man. And so they're going to fall off you. That's why we're going to be church unlimited skinny church. <laughs> it's true. This is what happens. It's, it's really good. Um, but food appears everywhere. One day I was in my office fasting away, diligently seeking God. I looked out a window, my window, and there was a man eating a barbecue sausage. Man, my blood began to boil. If I had a brick, I reckon I would have thrown it. I felt so jealous at this guy. Like, How could you be eating? Don't you know I'm fasting? No, he didn't have a clue that I was fasting. Well, maybe he did. I don't know. In the middle of your fast, you're going to wonder, is this worth it? You're going to think, ah, oh, should I can it, call it a day? Well, when that happens, ask for grace, ask for strength. There's two things I do that may help you. Number one, I keep telling myself, Tart, this is worth it. This is so worth it. You are going to see so much blessing, so much breakthrough. You will not regret one day of fasting. You will not regret one meal that you've missed. So I find that helps me. The other thing that helps me as much, if not more, is I keep telling myself one day at a time. So I got up this morning. I said to myself, Tart, you can get through today. You can get through today. And I think, yeah, of course I can get through today. That's not I can get through today. When I get up tomorrow, I'm going to say, you can get through today. Tuesday, you can get through today. If you do it one day at a time, his mercies in you every morning. Don't look 20 days away or 10 days away. You'll just get totally depressed. But face it one day at a time. And what they say is that the first two to three days are hardest. If you can get through the first two to three days, they reckon after three days, the hunger actually leaves you. I'm not sure that's entirely true, but that's the theory. It actually leaves you. And then after about 10 days, you actually feel renewed strength and you feel stronger than before you fasted. That's what they say. That's what the experts say. So once you see great results, guess what? You're going to fast again and again and again. See, I'm trapped. I, I've got no option. I've seen so many results, enormous results from prayer and fasting. I just, I'd just be dumb not to do it because it gets results nothing else can get. Once you see the results, hey, you're going to be into this in a great way. It's awesome. Matthew 6, verse 16 and 18. When you fast, your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So there is great rewards. God is not a man that he'll lie. You will get great rewards from prayer and fasting. So let me share with you some amazing miracles and breakthroughs. Melissa testified her father had been battling prostate cancer. Only three days into her fast, when he went to the doctors for the procedure, to their shock, they could find no trace of any cancer. Prayer and fasting did the job. Amazing. Another story. I've been fasting seven days on liquids for my family and children to get saved. After two years running from God, my daughter got saved. If you've got children, family, relatives away from God, I'm telling you, the single greatest key to get them back is prayer and fasting. Do it for their sake and watch what God will do. He'll work miracles to bring them back to himself. Another person said, I thought 21 days, I don't know if I can do that. Then I remember that when you put God first, he will prosper you. Prosper you. So he thought, I'm into that. I'd like a bit of prosperity. See, my wife and I, my, my wife and I had one car, and they were struggling away. They were living in an apartment. They said over the course of the year, they got another car, and they moved into a house. Prosperity was unloaded upon them through fasting. And also, he was a musician, and the artist he worked for just got to deal with one of the biggest labels in the world. 
Here's another couple. I love this one. Process of divorce. There was hatred. There was every animosity. The divorce papers had been filed. It was all set to go through. Somehow, somewhere, they must have come to a service like that, and they thought, well, let's give it one more go. Let's fast. They fasted, and they said division was replaced with unity. Love was restored. The divorce was canceled. And they are now, I trust, happily married together. Prayer and fasting, friends. I put it to you. Why would you not do it? And there's so much. And you know what? The thing is that you don't know what extraordinary blessings God's got ready for you right now. Right now. He's just waiting. He's saying, now give me permission. I just need a bit of prayer and a bit of, bit of fasting to get the job done. So when you're fasting, please set specific goals. Write the vision. So I'm believing my walk with God. In fact, I know my walk with God will go to another level. It's, it's just going to happen. It can't not happen. I'm expecting breakthroughs. I'm expecting healing. A shift in the spirit over Church Unlimited. I'm expecting a, such a release of God's power over Church Unlimited that we're going to have testimonies of miracles and healings every day. Healing is the children's bread. Healing is the right of the church. Miracles is the domain of the church. We own it. The devil has robbed us from it, but we're going to go after it, and we're going to get it back in Jesus' name. Across the globe, there's coming a worldwide call to prayer and fasting. And prayer is most effective when combined with corporate prayer and fasting. This is why we're doing this. We're having fasting on uh, different nights, Tuesday night, Thursday night, and Friday night, we're praying and fasting. And uh, going to be having prayer meetings at that time at 6 to 7 p.m. And it's just such a powerful thing to do. And um, it releases incredible power. See, prayer and fasting escalate signs and wonders to biblical proportions. Prayer and fasting escalates signs and wonders to biblical proportions. Jamaica, there had been hundreds had been praying and fasting before T.L. Osborne arrived. And one campaign, one campaign, 9,000 conversions. 125 deaf mutes were healed. 90 totally blind were healed. Prayer and fasting releases God's power to biblical proportions. And hundreds were miraculously delivered. So friends, with our 21 days, let's expect God's power to biblical proportions. I felt God spoke to me years ago that we would see this, that I would see it with my own eyes demonstrations of his power, signs upon the earth of biblical proportion. Who's up for that? Anyone else keen to see this God of ours demonstrate his mighty hand of power? Yong Cho once pastored the largest church in the world. And I think Korea got to, South Korea got to about 30% born again. What you may not have known is this, that every year, 750,000 members would fast and pray 21 days on prayer mountain. Wow! Then a nation turns to Jesus. What's more, they said every year, 15,000 teenagers, that's 13 to 19, 15,000 would camp on prayer mountain and fast and pray for seven days for God to break out. God, do it in New Zealand. Do it in our nation that there be an outbreak of God's spirit and of God's power. This woman's parents was given notice of a house foreclosure. They did not pay $5,500. They called the unsaved. She called her unsaved brothers. Uh, would they join her in fasting? They agreed because even the unsaved know the power of fasting. So they join in. 15 days before foreclosure, the parents received a phone call. 
Father had applied for a disability years ago, but it took six years for the case to be heard. During prayer and fasting, they called, they said the application had been reproved, and there was a check in the mail. Are you listening? You've been asleep, wake up now, please. There's a check in the mail for $86,000. Would anyone else like a check for $86,000 in the mail? Get into a bit of prayer and fasting and watch what God will do. See, there's a world hunger movement that is called Let It Growl. It's a fasting movement. And during this fast, when participants feel hunger pangs and the stomachs begin to growl, they remember that one-third of the world goes to sleep every night feeling that same hunger pain because they have no food. One-third of the world, which is, what would that be, two and a half billion people, two and a half billion Friends, you, you're thinking, you, a night where your stomach's growling. Think of these. Every night, their stomach growls because lack of food. For us, our stomach may growl for 21 days, but at least on day 22, we know we can eat again. These, 21 days, 100 days, 200, it's, it's not going to happen, friends. Let it growl. So I say to you, when you're fasting, and please do if you can, when you're fasting, let it growl. And when it's growling, think of this two and a half billion people that experience that every day. Mm, challenging, isn't it? But it's, that really is the truth of it. So through the Bible, you find major seasons of united corporate prayer and fasting transform cities, regions, and nations. In Jonah chapter 3, judgment was declared on Nineveh. Heathen nation. Heathen people. Guess what they did? They prayed and fasted. And God happened. A revival came. Now, come on, put your head around this. Non-believers fast and pray and see revival. Well, what's going to happen when the church fasts and prays? We're going to see a mighty outbreak of God. Of course, the whole city joined together. I think it was probably an edict from the king. Everyone fasts or you're dead. I don't know how they did it, but it really did work. See, Christ church reminds us, reminds me, the only hope for feeling of our nation is 2 Chronicles 7.14. The tragedy tells us our nation needs healing. Is that right? Would you all agree with that? If my people will humble themselves, it means will fast and pray, seek my face, turn from the wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and heal their land. New Zealand needs a lot of healing right now. And only the prayers of the church can stop what happened in Christchurch. No one else can stop it, friends. The reason I know this, listen really carefully. New Zealand and beyond 17. Final song, I think on the final night. We began to sing the national anthem. And we came to these specific words. God defend our free land. Guard Pacific's triple star from the shafts of strife and war, and the Holy Spirit came on me, and he said, Tark, you better get the church of New Zealand praying. Danger is on the horizon. So when Christchurch happened, I wasn't shocked for one moment. I, I was shocked, but I wasn't surprised for one moment. But I believe God had warned me. And it says there, guard us from strife and war. Are you hearing, church? Are we hearing? 
These are serious times. This is a state of emergency. My fear is if the church does not rise. I don't want words to come out of my mouth. The anthem continues. Should our foes assail our coast, make us then a mighty host. Make us, who's it talking to? Who can be a mighty host in God's hands? It's the church. Our national anthem is a message to the church. Make us then a mighty host. Defend our free land. Lord of battles, in thy might, put our enemies to flight. Make us, God, a mighty host. A praying host, a fasting host. So some say to me, why talk such passion for New Zealand and beyond? My answer is one word. Christchurch. God, defend our free land. God, watch over our nation. Protect it. Turn it to Jesus. Friends, someone somewhere has got to stand up and say, Satan, you can't have this nation. You can't invade our land. We're setting up a banner. We're setting up an army. We're praying. We're fasting. We're going after New Zealand and beyond the nations of the world. We are the only answer, friends. No one else can do this. We've got to stop our nation drifting further and further from God. You are the answer. I am the answer. Through history, when the church has fallen asleep and the nation drifted far from God, the answer has always been always the same, always a call to prayer and fasting. It's a mighty weapon that brings revival. The time now is now. The time is now to fast and pray and to see God move and break out in our nation like never before for the mighty host of the church of the living God to arise in our land and become a power and a force in the hands of God to stop the work of Satan in our land and turn New Zealand to Jesus. That's our call. That's our mission. We're up for it. Come on, church. Let's do it in Jesus' name. Could we stand, please? And I want us to sing together.